Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it, but here, at Gospel Matrescence, we apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. This is Andy, and welcome to episode five of the Gospel Matrescence podcast. Um, if you're just joining us, so glad to have you here, but I would encourage you to maybe back up a little bit and listen to episodes one through four, where I lay the foundation for the concept of matrescence, this season of a woman's life that she goes through the developmental changes from going from a non-mother to a mother. And today, um, the topic for today is going to be the eight pillars of healthy, thriving matrescence. Um, you know, Psalm 128, I believe it is, the very first um, section of Psalm 128, we see this picture of a family. We, you know, we read the words, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children like olive shoots around the table. And, um, you know, we imagine this beautiful Jewish family um, back in the time of King David and um, living an agrarian lifestyle. And that metaphor of a fruitful vine would have become very alive to the, the readers of this psalm. And in many ways, it is very clear to us. Like, we all know what a thriving plant looks like. And we all know what a non-thriving plant looks like. The thriving plant has shoots that are coming off and new growth and bright green leaves. And and then imagine it's a a grapevine. We see clusters of fruit growing and ripening and sweet on the vine. But you can also imagine maybe a deserted vine. You drive up, you know, to a vineyard and you see that the watering system has been broken or maybe hail has come in and threatened the crops and you see, you know, brown withered leaves. There's no evidence of fruit on the vines. And so this is the metaphor that God has given us for a thriving woman, that she is like a fruitful vine within her home. And today I want to present to you eight aspects or what I'm calling the eight pillars of thriving matrescence. Before we get to that, let me give you a scenario. Imagine you meet with your doctor and you have been experiencing some um, symptoms that are uh, not good that show that something's going on. You know, all of a sudden you have headaches. You've never had headaches before. And throughout the day, these headaches come and go, you know, imagine you've always slept great. And then all of a sudden you have insomnia and you're waking up and um, there's cramps, body cramps and muscle aches, even though you knew that you didn't work out the day before, but you're waking up with these muscle cramps that um, cause you not to be able to fall back asleep and you just know something's wrong, something's wrong with my body. And you go to the doctor and you share all of your symptoms. You know, a a good doctor is going to listen to you. He's going to ask questions or she's going to ask questions. And then they're going to run through what they know about the human body. And, you know, according to the um, Cancer Institute, um, there are 10 
human body systems. We have like the skeletal system and the muscular and the nervous and the endocrine, cardiovascular and the respiratory, digestive, you know, numerous body systems. And as that doctor listens to all your symptoms, the doctor, according to their training, is going to think through every body system and say, huh, those headaches, could that be a result of a problem in the digestive system? Could this be a food allergy or um, those muscle cramps? Is there something going on in the skeletal or muscular system? Um, or respiratory system. Is this an issue of oxygen deprivation to the blood? Um, that doctor is going to look through all of the body systems and going to think through their diagnostic, like, why are you not thriving? Why are you not sleeping? Why is your body not functioning the way it should? And so in the same way, we have these 10 major body systems. Let's move over to your matrescence health and think of these eight pillars of matrescence, eight systems that are at work in the life of every woman who becomes a mother. Um, and so let me give you the quick rundown and then I'll go through each of these. Um, you have a spiritual system that's going on, this deep abiding connection to God. You have an identity system, your, um, your sense of self and how self-differentiated you are from your family of origin and the people that you live with. There's an emotional ecosystem that goes on as we experience emotions day in, day out in reaction to our circumstances and our thoughts. We have a physical system that you have, you know, um, a nutrition and movement habits that contribute to your health and either the strength of your health or the weakness of your health. The fifth system is you have a sexual system, a th hopefully a thriving libido that connects you to your spouse and helps you experience God in this gift in the way that he wanted you to. Um, you have a mental system, you know, the, a neuro system that, um, may operate in a really healthy way so that you have cognitive strength, or there could be maladaptions of your neurosystem that have caused some mental blocks in your life. Um, then this, the seventh one I'm calling a parenting system, or this would be kind of your, the practice and habits and demeanor of how you show up as a parent, how you manage your home. And then eighth, ministry and how you interact with your broader community outside of your home. So as we look at these eight, you know, pillars might be a better word than systems, but really they're they're spheres that God has called women to exist in. He's called us to be a spiritual being. He's called us to be an emotional being. He's caused a, called us to interact cognitively with the world around us and emotionally with our spouse and with our children. And so as we look at these eight different pillars, um, there are certain things that we do or certain signs, let's say, in the same way that doctor might walk through the body systems to ask a series of questions to figure out what is the root cause of your headaches? Is this a digestive issue? Is this a respiratory issue? In the same way a doctor can dig into that, um, and a, a matrescence coach can dig into each of these eight pillars in your life, can take a history of your experience growing up, of your interactions with God and the church and your community and your husband and how your marriage got started. And a matrescence coach can help you identify which of these eight pillars 
might be cracked, might have a foundational problem. You know, if you imagine like one of those beautiful Greek temples and they've got those giant white columns sitting in front of it and, and those columns have to stand on something. They, they, they're built upon a foundation. And if you have a crack, it's possible maybe three, four, five of these pillars in your life are healthy and are thriving, but it's also possible that some of them are not healthy and they're not thriving. And so that's where a matrescence coach or a matrescence community would come in and help you discern which of my pillars is weak, which of my pillars could I shore up. And so in the few minutes we have remaining in this, um, podcast episode. I'm going to go through each of them and tell you what does that Psalm 128 woman, that wife who's like a fruitful vine, what does health look like in these eight pillars? Um, and what can you do if you sense that one of these or two or three or four is off in your own life? So let's begin with that number one pillar, your spiritual pillar, the deep abiding connection that you have to God. And what this looks like is a confidence in your spiritual beliefs, a habit of reading God's word multiple times each week, um, enjoying and a joy that comes out of worship and prayer and that daily connection to God. It also looks like a belonging and connection to the local church, uh, where there is camaraderie and support and encouragement that you find with meeting with the people of God each week. Um, it, you know, many people have a negative experience with God or the church from their childhood, but somebody who has regained a deep abiding connection with God has, um, walked through those healing, those struggles and adverse childhood experiences that clouded the way they viewed God or the church, and they've broken through to the other side and now feel kind of a renewed joy and faith in their own walk with God and then meeting with the people of God in um, community. So that's our first pillar. Our second is this idea of identity and a rich understanding of self. So I use this term becoming a self-differentiated person, and I'm going to go deeper into this. I'll do a series of podcasts on this concept of self-differentiation, is understanding who you are, quorum deo, and that's a Latin phrase for before the face of God, a, a deep understanding of your identity before Christ, not as it relates to your family of origin, not as it relates to your husband and not as it relates to your community and your children, but an understanding that you have an identity. And so this person who's self-differentiated is somebody who does not take on the emotional experiences of their children or their husband. They don't feel a lot of anxiety. They can show up as a strong, non-anxious presence, even in a highly anxious system. Um, they have an understanding of their family of origin and the strengths and the weaknesses that may have been passed down from their family of origin. And they've worked through that and they understand it. Um, they're confident in sticking to their own boundaries with their children, with their spouse, with their family of origin, with their community. And they can do that. They can stay differentiated with a strong sense of self with love, but yet stay connected to the people that they have boundaries with. So that's what thriving identity looks like. This third one, an emotional, somebody who has a strong pillar of emotional strength is somebody who has a high emotional intelligence. They understand their own emotional ecosystem. Um, 
they have the ability to look over emotional experiences and name them and evaluate them and communicate those experiences, whether they were positive or negative emotions, quote unquote, um, they can communicate those emotional experiences to the people they love. The fourth, a physical um pillar of strength is somebody who has a sustainable and healing nutrition and movement plan that drives their health. They have a practice of movement they feel good about. They have a habit of feeding their body in a nourishing way. They don't experience disordered eating. They have a clear sense of how to manage their own physical health. Um, the next one is sexual. Uh, a woman who has a strong sense of her sexual identity and her experiences with her spouse and how this relates to God is somebody who doesn't really walk in shame. They have a thriving libido that connects them to their spouse. They enjoy the gift of intimacy. There's not a lot of shame. They have what I call a redeemed sexual imagination where they can enjoy this highest form of play with their spouse and they see it as a God-given beautiful gift. Even if they have experienced possibly abuse in their past, or were raised with a shame-based view of sex, they have walked through that and been healed in that. And so they can receive this as a gift. Mental strength looks like a thorough understanding of any maladaptions of their neurosystem and their cognitive abilities. And they've overcome that, that they understand um, how to develop healthy neuro fitness in their life. Um, and we'll walk through that again in a future episode. And then our last two, this idea of the pillar of parenting and the pillar of ministry is a woman who has a confident practice of shepherding her own children, managing her home with unity with her husband, um, not a lot of tension of pulling in two different directions um, and understanding how to balance that idea of shepherding and training and feels like they're surrounded by a community of maybe mentors or older people that can speak into their life. And then finally, this idea of ministry that, you know, um, there's three things Christian women are called to often, not always, but often to be, um, a mate, a mother and a minister. And, um, you know, when I mate even can include friendship as well, but, you know, understanding that while the, you know, it's very valuable to serve within the own four walls of your home, we were called to lift our eyes. We are called to look beyond our homes. The, the great commission applies to mothers too. You know, the, um, this idea of going out, the Proverbs 31 woman was not just contained to service inside her home. She also was able to manage serving her community and going out and interacting in the business world and feeding the poor and those type of things. And so a woman who has a strong pillar of ministry has a very clear sense of her calling to the broader community, but it doesn't feel threatened by her calling to her home. She's able to balance both and she understands um, how to do that. And so this is a really quick 30,000 foot view of this concept of the eight pillars of thriving matrescence. And right now we are in the process of creating a self-evaluation tool where you can pop on and click on the link and get uh, answer a series of questions. And they're just going to be statements that you either say agree or disagree to. And it will print out some results that gives you somewhat of maybe I could call it a diagnosis of how healthy, how thriving, how much are you thriving in your season of matrescence? And what can you do if we look to that example in Psalm 128, what can we do to, to, 
exemplify that woman who is like a fruitful vine, who is thriving, and that the children are like those olive shoots around her table. So please go ahead and read the um, description to this episode. And um, if there's not a link, it will get it will be there soon, as soon as this is up and running. So this self-evaluation tool. And this can be used if you're meeting one-on-one with a matrescence coach, if you're in a matrescence coaching group, um, as you have your results and you can see, it gives you a little bit of an idea that I can't fix all eight of these pillars this month, but I could pick one of these pillars and I could really dig in to grow in that one area. So I just pray that as you hear this concept as you um, consider that Psalm 128 woman and how um, her life is thriving and we all look towards that and, and evaluate. I pray that God would be with you, that he would restore hope to you if you hear this and think, oh my goodness, all eight of my pillars are cracking. That's okay. That's okay. There is hope and there is um, redemption for you.